Hello and welcome to A Value View from the Merchants Trust. Each month, Simon Gurgle, Fund Manager at the Merchants Trust, offers his thoughts on developments affecting the UK market and what it means for investors. In this month's podcast, Simon takes a look back over the year so far and offers his thoughts on the major events that have taken place in UK equity markets and what we might expect for the rest of 2018. So Simon, what have been the overarching themes? Well, thank you, John. It's been a fascinating year. We've had a lot of interesting developments on the political scene, everything from potential trade wars uh, with the Donald Trump presidency. We've had enormous uncertainty over Brexit in the UK. And indeed, in in Italy, we've had significant electoral changes there and uh, populist government coming to power. On top of that, we've had quite an uncertainty about economic growth in the UK. The first quarter was quite weak, particularly affected by the weather. Second quarter looks better, but it hasn't been particularly strong. And we've had a third theme has been M&A, mergers and acquisitions. I think because the UK stock market has been relatively out of favour with international investors generally, valuations have been quite modest in the UK, we have seen a number of investors come into the UK. And so we've seen a rise in acquisitions and and takeover approaches for, for British companies. So those are three of the quite significant themes that we've been monitoring and trying to take account of. And that's... Third point, M&A activity, are you seeing that as a as a driver in opportunities then for, for investors? Yes. I mean, it's very hard to invest predicting M&A specifically, but I think as a general rule, when you look at the UK stock market and the valuations, the fact that many companies in the UK are trading significantly lower valuations than, than their international peers I think is attracting interest, and I think that will that will probably give a, a an underpinning to the UK market uh, more so than maybe other markets. So M and A, political issues, and of course question marks over growth. How are you positioning the trust in response to these challenges? Well, I think the important thing to always remember is that it's, it's very hard to to predict politics and what might happen, and there are many different scenarios and different potential outcomes. So we always have to try and keep a diversified portfolio. Portfolio, spread the risks and have a, a number of different companies and different investments in different sectors and industries with exposure to different markets around the world, which should give you some element of protection or, or uh, resilience if, if a particular event happens. I think the second thing is to make sure when you buy a company, you're incredibly focused on the quality of the business, the resilience of that company, the strength of the balance sheet so that the company can respond and react to uh, get through a, a period of ad- adversity if it, if it comes. And and really, so our investment process is designed to understand the strength and quality of companies and the resilience of their balance sheets. Now, the trust recently refinanced a loan originally taken out in 1987. Can you explain why investment trusts borrow money in this way? And have you seen any immediate impact on the lower interest rate cost that the trust is paying out? Yeah, well, one of the great advantages of investment trust is that they can borrow money and they can use that money to invest in assets such as such as shares in the portfolio to generate a higher income and, and a better return for shareholders. And over time, if, if stock markets give a, a better return than the cost of debt, that can enhance returns. But clearly, it, it adds a level, level of risk as well. Merchant Trust, like many other investment trusts, has been borrowing money for, for decades, actually, to invest in the stock market. And we took out some debt in the 1980s, in retrospect, at quite a high level, which we've just been able to refinance before the beginning of this year at um, under 3%. We took out some 35-year borrowings. 
that significantly lower interest costs means that more of the income we generate in the portfolio is available for the directors either to put into reserves or to pay out to shareholders. And at the first quarterly dividend this year, the directors raised the dividend and made a statement that they intend to pay an increase of at least 3.2% for the full year. That is a significantly higher rate of dividend growth than we've been paying um, for the last two or three years. So that's um, a helpful benefit, partly from the lower interest interest sorry from the lower interest costs on the debt but it's also a reflection of a more diversified income stream we've got from the portfolio because gradually we've been gradually diversifying the portfolio income over the last two or three years as well and we've had we're seeing quite good dividend growth from a number of companies in the portfolio and is that dividend growth being funded through debt well it's it's the lower cost of debt means that more of the income we generate from the portfolio can be paid to to investors or or a slight Slightly higher rate of growth, but the income is being generated from the equities, from the investments that we make within the portfolio. But clearly, with an element of debt, we can invest in a bigger portfolio. We can have more shares and higher overall income. So the borrowings allow us to generate a higher overall income and also hopefully a higher total return. But it does obviously carry risk in both directions because you are gearing the returns. Merchants Trust has a long dividend track record, one I think you can be proud of. Uh, You're often asked about your income strategy. How tough is the search for yield been this year? Well, there's quite a lot of companies with, with quite high dividend yields this year. In fact, there's no shortage of companies to look at which have appealing incomes streams. The difficulty is, is separating the wheat from the chaff, as it always is, is separating the really good opportunities and companies where that income stream is is secure and the companies can grow into it from those companies where they may have a high yield because there's potentially a, a problem with the business or a, a threat to the income in the medium to long term. So I think we are finding a number of opportunities. We've uh, bought a tobacco company for the first time in over 12 months. We have bought a company in the media sector with a good yield. So we are finding some good opportunities, but there's equally areas that we are not investing in a number of companies that we have decided, even though they've got a good yield, they're not attractive for other reasons. And are you seeing some of those traditional bellwethers of the index? So the likes of the hydrocarbon companies, are they returning to perhaps one of their more fundamental roles, which is to provide good, steady, consistent, strong dividend? Yes, it's, it's quite interesting that um, two years ago, the stock market was concerned about where whether the, the big oil companies in the UK would be cutting their dividends. And we've just seen the first one of them actually raise their dividend recently for the first time in many years. So we are getting to a stage where investors, I think, are more confident generally that the oil companies and indeed the mining companies can both maintain and potentially grow their dividends as well. The prospect of Brexit continues to loom, of course, and affect uh, markets. How do you see that playing out and affecting UK equities over the rest of this year? Well, it's a good question. And it's one we've discussed in one of the previous podcasts as well. The the on the perhaps the well-known secret, if you like, about the UK stock market is it's actually dominated by international earnings. So the vast majority of revenues and sales and profits that the companies in the, quoted in the UK market generate come from abroad. So the direct effect of Brexit on the stock market companies is less than you might think. And indeed, many companies, even if they're domestic companies like pub companies or food retailers, aren't necessarily directly affected by the risks to, to inbound and outbound trade from whatever happens in Brexit. So the direct effects of Brexit is probably not quite as big as many people think. The the main concern we would have is any dislocation to economic growth, any impact on the broader economy 
economy from either Brexit itself or the uncertainty associated with Brexit. And so we are continuously monitoring the uh, the risk and, and the, what's happening in, in politics and in trade and trying to assess what impact that might have. But the um, it's worth saying, though, that the companies that are domestic, that are more exposed to the UK stock market in general, are trading at very low valuations because of this uncertainty. So even if um, a potentially tough uh, outlook, whatever that is, a, a bad outcome comes through, in many cases, companies are already pricing that in. So the share price reaction might not be quite what you expect, even in a, in a difficult scenario. Now, the Bank of England just very recently raised, as expected, interest rates to 75 basis points. Do you think that will have any impact on the equities that you're looking at, at the markets that you're looking at? Is, is this something that's being priced in or is this significant? I think we're talking about interest rates still being at an incredibly low level on a historic basis. And, and to some extent, Interest rates were still in the emergency ward for for interest rates and, and financial policy. I think the Bank of England is still concerned that the risks to growth from, you know, we've just been talking about the uncertainty over Brexit, the risks to growth are still out there. And they know that there's a, a lot of debt in the economy. They can't raise interest rates too quickly. So I think as a quarter of a percent increase in, in interest rates will not make a very significant impact to either consumers or, or companies that are borrowing. And uh, interest rates really, normally at this stage of the cycle, you would expect interest rates to be quite considerably higher than they are. But because of the, the concerns over the level of debt and over Brexit and so on, um, interest rates are probably lower than they should really be anyway. So I, no, I don't think it's a, a major concern for, for us or for the markets. So you're not one of those people that thinks that the uncertainty over growth, conflicting figures that we're seeing over the, uh, the growth prospects for the UK economy, you don't think that that's too much to worry about when it comes to where rates are currently? I think rates are lower than they would be because of the concerns over growth and potential issues to growth. And therefore, the, the, the modest increase we've just had is not enough to derail the economy on its own. But clearly, the Bank of England and other people and, and us will be evidence-driven. We'll be looking at what happens and how the economy responds to that rate rise. And I suspect it won't make much difference, actually. Now, Simon, final question. You faced many challenges over the years as manager at Merchant Trust. How tough has it been to stick to your proven strategy? And how do you know when to take profits when markets are buoyant, particularly in a volatile political climate? Well, in times of uncertainty, we tend to stick to what we know best, which is the analysis of individual businesses and the valuation of individual companies. So what we try to do, as we always try to do, is to look at the specific investment case, investment reason for owning a company. Has that changed? Has it not changed? Is it still intact? And when does the valuation start to get to the, to our to our target price or to a level we think is full? And what we'll pra in practice we'll be doing is as share prices go up towards the level we think is fair value, we will be gradually taking some money off the table, taking so selling some shares, and then if share prices go down again and and get to a cheaper level, we may well be adding to those same companies or other businesses. And by focusing on the individual companies, we can try and avoid getting 
too swept up in big swings you can see in emotions and sentiment around around uh, political and other other risks and that has worked very well in the long term and, and we would hope it will work well in the future okay simon thank you very much indeed we're out of time now and thank you for listening to a value view from the merchants trust where each month we bring you topical news affecting uk equity markets and you can find out more about the merchants trust by going to merchantstrust.co.uk Thank you.